Today on Locked on Rockies, getting in the holiday spirit by asking a hypothetical who on the Colorado Rockies would eat the most hot dogs, plus Brendan Rogers baseball in 2023. Mm, that's interesting. You are Locked on Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Rockies, podcast for today the fourth day of july in the year 2023 happy fourth of july happy independence day to you u.s rockies fans out there happy fourth of july to uh the rest of y'all out there maybe not celebrating today i know we got some international rockies fans out there listening i see those numbers shout outs to you and all the everyday listeners and uh all of you Rockies fans out there. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This is, of course, the Locked on Rockies podcast, where we talk about Colorado Rockies baseball each and every day right here on the Locked on Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. And if your team is the Colorado Rockies, you are in the right spot, because that's what we do around here is talk about the Colorado Rockies each and every day. You can find us on your favorite streaming service. You can also find us on YouTube. You can also find us on the SiriusXM app and SiriusXM radio. Just search Locked On Rockies. And to get all your play-by-play action of the Colorado Rockies, just search Colorado Rockies. You can select the feed of your choice if you want to check out the opposing team's feed there and uh, dive in for all your Rockies action. Fun fact, actually. I uh, I consume most of my Rockies baseball through listening to it. I, I watch uh, as much as I can, obviously, but sometimes, especially being on the West Coast, uh, the uh, it lines up much better for for listening for a large portion of the game. I love listening to baseball. So uh, I, I think I think baseball is the above and beyond the perfect radio sport. I think that the pageantry and everything behind it is. Uh, it's always cool. I think in, I, I think the history of baseball on the radio also adds to it as well. The other sports are kind of a little hard to follow. I mean, you can and, and not necessarily hockey, hockey and basketball. I, I especially struggle with uh, with more, but, but that's kind of obvious. Uh, those games are, are a pace enough to, to to watch in person anyway. So uh, it's a holiday. It's fun. There was an off day yesterday. So I figured let's start the show off with something kind of out there, something ridiculous. And it's a completely hypothetical question. Which Colorado Rockies player would win a hot dog eating contest? Now, I think there's a lot of ways you can look at this as Lux Ace in the live chat says, maybe Chris Bryant. I like where your head's at. I like the thought of it. Like, you know, you kind of think Charlie Blackman right off the bat. Maybe he seems like the type of guy that that would do something, you know, that might be into, you know, being able to just pound hot dogs. You know, I, I could see Chuck Nasty out there fishing for all day and just just, you know, slamming hot dogs as part of uh, as part of it. But I, I don't know if I'm going him. You know, I was thinking maybe like, do you go catchers? Like when Jorge Alfaro was on the team, it, I, I think he might have a strong case, but are you just basing that off of just pure size? I mean, Elias Diaz can probably, I, I would say, would, would might be up there, but I feel like you got to find the right balance. You know what I'm saying? Because like I'm a, I'm a thick guy myself and I can't eat fast. I can't eat a lot of food. I can't, my, my skinnier small friends, Put down far more, far more food, far. I don't know. That's probably not the right way to say it. Anyway, so I'm kind of sitting here and I'm thinking, is it Ryan McMahon? 
He kind of, you know, he's got that big and lean frame, very athletic, you know, burns a lot of calories on the field doing what he does every day. Because I'm going to say no to Ezekiel Tovar. I'm going to say CJ Crone's an interesting one. I think he, I think he could be, CJ Crone, I could see being a guy that spent a lot of time at, you know, at, at some, some, at fairs. You know, just enjoying them. But, it's you know, it's all about the strategy, too. So, I wonder, actually, Kyle Freeland might be a good pick. Now, that's a, that's a good, when you're thinking about the potential there, I think Kyle Freeland, you know, got to manage the pitch clock. So, you got to, so he's working with the time of the hot dog eating contest, working with the time under pressure. You know, I, there, he's got, I think he's he's got that Joey Chestnut-like build. Which I think, as of right now, the, the the men's hot dog eating contest was canceled. But it sounds like there might be a a literal momentum swing brought on by Joey Chestnut himself to 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 have the hot dog eating contest uh, a Fourth of July staple. Uh, there, that's that's why I actually thought of this topic today. So I guess if I'm if I'm really gonna nail it down, I'm I'm, I'm narrowing my list. I'm I'm Ryan McMahon. I'm I'm thinking Kyle Freeland. What about, what about Profar or Doyle? What about the outfielders? I mean, we mentioned Chris Bryant. I, there's some some about Chris Bryant doesn't make it seem to be that uh, to. I don't I don't know. I think I think Chris Bryant is like kind of the guy that you, that you think would 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 eat a lot of hot dogs, and then the con the contest would start, and you'd be a little disappointed in in in, in what happens. He's got a big repertoire, you know. There's a lot of hype around him. He might have had some success in the past. But when it comes to, you know, uh, uh, on this stage performing, uh, you know, in a Rockies uniform in a hot dog eating contest, I, I think Chris Bryant might be, end up being a little bit of a disappointment, at least at least what, what, what you can infer there. I'm trying to I'm going through the positions here. I'm trying to also go, you know what? I'm, I'm, there's got to be some there's got to be some bullpen guys. There's got to be some bullpen guys that can put down some hot dogs. That just seems like a very bullpen-like thing, right? You know what I mean? You, you might have uh, just pitched. It's not Daniel Bard. Daniel Bard's not doing it. Pierce Johnson looks like he could down some dogs. Pierce Johnson could probably eat a good amount of hot dogs. I just, because the, I don't, the outfield, I'm not seeing it right now. I'm out of the, out of the normal starters. I'm, I think, in, I think, I think I'm leaning towards, Rymac and and Kyle Freeland, but now I'm, I'm going to throw Pierce Johnson in there. Nolan Jones, Nolan Jones, you know uh, that that's a good point. I think he he could fit into that that category. I think Montero could 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 get in there too. I think him, but he could also fall into that thing too, where it's like, you know, does he really want to? The, the the eating the the contest side. I did a pickle eating contest in in college. And it was, uh, as soon as I took one bite, it completely changed the game. And it, it was a nightmare there. So, I don't know. I I, I'm, I'm, I think, because I'm like, does, does Justin, Justin Lawrence does look like he can put down some hot dogs. It's all, I mean, it, it, this is a completely ludicrous and ridiculous segment to do. But I think if I'm going to make my pick. Yeah, I don't know about Montero either. I I, um, I I feel like I'm gonna be missing someone. 
What about the second? Would, would maybe Harold Castro? I mean, what about the second baseman? What do we think the set the second base would lead? Maybe we go by position here, position group. If it was a position group of players that had to take down hot dogs, which position group is going to excel the most? Because where you know, because then, hmm, that's interesting. That really is interesting. It's not first base. I'm not putting. I'm not putting my money on first base. Second base could be it because it's it's and it's also a, it's a technique thing, you know, in the middle of the infield and 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 corner base, uh, you know, in third base there, you got to have that defensive technique. You got to have that abilities. Hmm. It's this is uh this is an interesting one. Ooh, Brendan Rodgers, I, I I think would also be a good pick. I think that's he he would. I think he might lead lead in 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 that category but maybe i don't know i mean I, there could be guys like that that's what i need i need some hot dog themed content tonight to know who is uh who is who who likes it do are do how many hot dogs uh, you know I, do they actually get a lot of chances to eat hot dogs do you ever like how much in the clubhouse do you think hot dogs are part of the menu because i'm gonna say it's pretty little i'm gonna say it's very little times but there's got to be some dudes in that clubhouse that absolutely love hot dogs. I mean, I still think, I think actually out of all of them that, that have been there, I've I, I, someone using, I like Jorge Alfaro. I like Kyle Freeland and I like Ryan McMahon. Those are, those are my picks right now for it. Cause I don't think there's any, I'm trying to think of maybe any other pitchers, but, uh, the Rockies have Dollar Dog Night, or at least they used to. Did they not? Do they not do Dollar Dog Night anymore? That seems crazy. I bet you they they have to have Dollar Dog Night. Anyway, uh, it's a completely ridiculous, nonsensical, uh, not based on really <laughs> anything but totally guessing. Little fun holiday segment there, but I do want to talk about the potential return of Brendan Rodgers coming up here in segment number two. Uh, so don't go anywhere and uh, check out all the people that help make this show possible. And that's our friends at FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amounts in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly so make sure that you're going to FanDuel Sportsbook no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel America's number one sportsbook sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get to up to $200 in bonus bets that's FanDuel.com slash locked on FanDuel official partner of Major League Baseball this is the Locked On Rockies podcast for free and streaming on your favorite streaming service, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. I want to shout out our everydayers out there and thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And uh, check us out on SiriusXM and the SiriusXM app. All you got to do is search Colorado Rockies for your play-by-play action. You can catch all the action between the Rockies and the Astros or search Locked On Rockies and you'll find us here. Uh, the Rockies could potentially see Brendan Rodgers return to the field in the back half of the season. 
Things still seem kind of up in the air. I'm not going to go too much in the nitty gritty of dates and everything that was said. Highly recommend you can go and read everything. But uh, I think what's would be the best thing to come from a Brendan Rodgers return is just to see him get uh, some uh, some at-bats in work before the season's over and start r- getting major league reps back from the injury. Brendan Rodgers coming back isn't going to save the season. It's not going to turn everything around. It's not going to miraculously make this offense an incredible powerhouse. But it does have the ability and the possibility of adding a real another threat and really enhancing the defense in the middle of, or in the infield. The Rockies infield being Brendan Rodgers, Ryan McMahon, and Ezekiel Tovar is potentially the foundation that the Rockies are looking for to build on and create in. I mean, this is something that would be when you're buying into Ryan McMahon and buying into if the Rockies are going to commit and stick with him, the defense is really the big star of the show here. And that's going to be exemplified, especially when you get even better when you add another gold glove on there. The the Rockies are looking at three gold glove, are looking at three gold glove candidates, uh, perennial gold glove candidates in their infield if they run with those three players. If Ryan McMahon can can have a strong rest of 2023 at the dish, Ezekiel Tovar continues to thrive, and you get Brendan Rodgers back, you get to see what the infield really is capable and the potential of the infield and that group getting to work together at the major league level in season playing legit games means a lot. It means the Rockies are not going to miss out on a complete year of Brendan Rodgers and figuring things out with him, especially in a, in, in key points and, and, and a, at a point where you really have to start deciding who is the foundation, who is sticking around, and who is expendable at this point. That includes your Monteros. That includes your Alan Trejos. That includes... People that are young, the quote unquote young guys or some prospects or some guys that go up and down, you really need to start making a decision on who are you going to plan on being in the Rockies for the next competitive window. And it's really not that crazy to say that the Rockies having a three gold glove infield is going to help them get better and be a better team. On top of the fact that Brendan Rodgers can add some more, uh, offense to this team we we saw the the struggles of Rodgers at the beginning of the year but then we saw the change and the improvement throughout the rest of the uh of the season turning into a really solid performance uh there especially the fact if you can just wipe away the first month of the season the numbers only really go up 266 batting average 325 OBP a slugging percentage of four uh, 408 and an OPS of 733 uh, in that time, 13 home runs, drives in 63 runs, walks uh, 46 times, triple digits in the strikeouts. You know, unfortunately, that's kind of a curse for the Rockies. But 30 doubles, something the Rockies could desperately use a lot of, and 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 that OBP threat from Rogers is there. Brendan Rogers just makes your team that much better. The, the why we were so hyped up about Brendan Rogers in the offseason it hasn't really gone away other it just adds to kind of the disappointment of this season because the moment is coming for Brendan Rodgers to become the star of this team especially if KB continues to fizzle Charlie Blackman's future is is up in the air Ryan McMahon just doesn't I mean he can 
But I think Brendan Rodgers has a, just a little bit more sauce, a little bit more flair, and a little bit more that kind of will embody that face of the franchise type of guy backed up by the fact that the Rockies are already a team that can turn a ton of double plays and a team that outside of the beginning of the year have played much better defense and have a wave of, of other really interesting things to come. If you have, if the Rockies build a foundation of strong defense and, and, and can adjust and get better production from those defensive players, you know, and Rogers and McMahon fall into these categories. I know Rogers has the offense. McMahon's been, been better and the streakiness of the offense, but this also counts for Brenton Doyle. I mean, the Rockies are putting good defense at the right positions to really help at Coors Field. So now the answer is, can the Rockies, can these players especially provide the offense and the thump to bounce back and really start making Coors Field the threat it was like in 17 and 18, where the Rockies had Arenado, Story, DJ LeMahieu playing in the infield, playing high quality defense, and also contributing on offense, making it so it was harder for players or teams to come into Coors and do damage and then the Rockies were nothing but comfortable playing at Coors and can do their damage. So that that is, I think, when you're looking at the foundation and when you're looking at the potential return of Rodgers, you can kind of see that that does have a potential for success if these players can, can, produce, can continue to produce on offense, McMahon probably being the one with the most, you know, with the biggest question mark right there. Uh, so I would love to see Roger if Rogers as uh, if I, I think uh, Luxe says uh, coming back in late July, he heard, I, I, like I said, I, I don't know. And, and with injuries, you never know uh, if the, if the Rockies can get two months of Brendan Rogers, if the Rockies can get 30 games of Brendan Rogers, I mean, that's, a, that's really good. That's, 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 that's at least it, it adds, you know what I'm, it, the season isn't a 100% loss. We can at least see a 30-game sample size of what this Rockies team is capable of with those three players on the field at the same time, and then that allows you to evaluate again. It's maybe not the best thing, but you feel a lot better maybe when you're evaluating your trade options or building around these players if you can see them all on the field together, especially on the field together consistently. Yes, we've seen McMahon and Rodgers share a field before, but I'm talking about the foundational pieces of putting them there and really saying we're, we're bought in. We fully believe that these key – because you, you can't make any there's, – there's no way around it. Those three players are critical to the Rockies because on, on both sides of the ball. They, they, all three of those players, McMahon, Rodgers, and Tovar, are critical to the Rockies' success right now, especially when it comes to uh, elite – potential defense and elite defensive capabilities that all three of those players have uh, have in their tool belts. So Brendan Rodgers coming back for the Rockies this year would be huge in terms of your figuring out your your philosophy, your, your, your future and where you want to go uh, on top of the fact that we get to watch Brendan Rodgers play some ball and, and we know what he can do and we know how exciting a guy he can be. Um, so it's, it is really, it is really exciting to sit there and think again, the Rockies have recreated a moment where they might have three gold glovers in their infield, at least three players with arguments enough to, to justify being in the conversation for gold glove and for the Rockies to continue their history of being a really strong infield defending team, uh, that can turn a lot of double plays that, that, that it, 
The Rockies pitchers that pitch to contact get better because of the Rockies having those defensive options as well. So uh, Rogers getting back is a, it would be a big, big win, but it should not come rushed at all. Brendan Rogers should be given ample, ample time to ramp up in the necessary way. There's no reason to rush him back. There's no reason to to to, to overwork him and 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 risk further damage or 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 setbacks in a season that's basically already lost. Uh, the Rockies do play baseball against the team today, and we haven't talked much about it uh, because it's a quick set and uh, it's a team that uh, we don't see all that often. And I'm, I'm hoping to set up a crossover actually with Locked On Astros so we can really dive in more. But uh, I think this is a really, really big moment in the Houston Astros season here, especially coming up against the Rockies. Let's talk about that coming up in segment number three. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast. I want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and streaming on your favorite streaming service, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk. Hey, subscribe to the Locked On Rockies uh, YouTube channel. Be part of the show, just like Lux Ace. He's been dropping his live chat all show long. Uh, and uh, this is uh, absolutely uh, something that uh, you can be a part of. Be part of the show. It helps the show. And uh, it is uh, the best way to help Lockdown Rockies is to subscribe to the channel here. And uh, folks, the Rockies take on the Houston Astros today. And I think this is a big moment here for the Astros. The Astros are, are this is a, an opportunity again for the Rockies to play a little bit of spoiler, something they find themselves doing a lot of uh, throughout the course of the season. But this is an Astros team that is not leading their division. It's an Astros team that's currently in a wild card fight. And it's an Astros team that's really looking to kind of kickstart and get some momentum to, to go in and have a strong second half. They haven't been able to be the dominant team that I think a lot of people expected and thought that they still were. There's, again, second half of the season is a completely different thing and they can completely ramp it up. But if Houston falls flat against the Rockies here, they fall further behind, and then they have a, a and if they fall flat against the Mariners coming up, the two momentum of those teams' two seasons could absolutely flip. The Mariners just won a series against Tampa Bay, uh, one of the best teams in baseball, and if they could pull off a, a situation where they beat their rival on the road. Houston is going to at least start to be feeling like a little bit of uh, they're a little bit in trouble, at least that they're going to have to reevaluate and retool things. And it's kind of crazy to say that about the Astros, uh, given the fact that they're really they're successful. They've been a, a good baseball team uh, and they're 47 and 38. They're still nine games above 500. But if you're, these are the key moments. This is when you look back at the, these type of series for the, you know, for for Houston. This is the type of stuff you're going to look back to if Houston is fighting for a wild card spot instead of a division lead at the end of the season. This is where for the Rockies. Uh, this is where the Rockies get an opportunity to kind of get in uh, the mindset of of significant baseball, important games, games with significance. And get kind of um, that experience. Now, it's really not going to happen because it's a, a two-game set on the 4th of July, in the middle of July, and the whole second half of the season is still uh, yet to be played or technically underway, I know. But my point is good teams beat the – like we've said, 
And the the big difference makers between the teams that have uh, that I think really have a chance this season and, and a chance to go all the way and do the damage is the team that 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 takes care of the little guys. Is the team that doesn't lose to the team like the Rockies, Atlanta does the damage, comes in, you know, and and look at a team like Cincinnati, I guess, you know, if you want to look and say they're they're for real, when they have opportunities, they take advantage of them. And uh, this is a moment for Houston. When, 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 if you're a Houston fan, if you're the Astros, you're looking at this Rockies team, you're looking at what just, you know, some of the losses that this Rockies team just had at home, you're going on the road, the Rockies got to go on the road. This is a this is a moment for Houston really trying to 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 latch on and dominate and start. They're looking to start something here. So the big thing for the Rockies is they got to come out led by Kyle Freeland, and they got to steal this first game, steal this first game, and you and 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 it changes everything. It's 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 not the biggest deal. But if you want a chance to really kind of wreak havoc and you want to mess up and have ripple effects, at least in the league and, and change things up, maybe not on in the standings for yourself, but for the other teams is you got to go on the road and beat these teams. The best sign for the Rockies, and, and this can go back to Rogers as well, is when the Rockies can go on the road and beat teams and beat good teams. I, just, I mean, we have saw some life and we saw some good things in this homestand, but we've also saw the worst in some of the, the complete flaws of this Rockies team on display. And now they're going on the road. It's a tough stretch for the Rockies. Let's see if they can handle it. But if Houston can't, they're going to have some problems. I like the lineup today, too. And uh, first pitch is actually just a couple hours away. So we're going to get ready for that. And we'll be breaking it all down here on Locked on Rockies, where you can uh, subscribe, be part of the show, just like Lux Ace. Uh, and so many more are. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. Thank you for hanging out with us here on another episode of the Locked on Rockies podcast. You can go make Locked on Buffs, Locked on Nuggets, Locked on Avalanche, and Locked on Broncos your second listen of the day. You can find us on your favorite streaming service and on SiriusXM and the SiriusXM app. Subscribe to the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel to help this show grow. And folks, until next time, this is Paul Holden saying so long from the Locked On Rockies podcast.